What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bongiorno. Bongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, just recently. Staying, keeping our heads above water. Keeping our heads above water. I did just recently pick up a foster cat <gasps> for anybody not in the know. How delightful. So her name is little Minu. Minu. So anybody living in the Austin area that wants an adorable black and white kitty that loves to snuggle and is very cute and nice and doesn't bite you, uh, hit me up <laughs> and I will happily deliver the kitty love. to you. <laughs> But there we go. So that's Through the fun. proper channels. That's a fun thing to get to get to do. Indeed. It's very I haven't had a cat in five years. Oh wow. And the only one that we've ever really had is our family cat. So mm. it's like, oh, there's all kinds of stuff I forgot. Different. <laughs> Different. Or, yeah. Just yeah. gotta jump back into that cat ownership, just, that pet just ownership. The, life. Uh, a, a, a readjustment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what's not a readjustment? Sitting here around this table talking about video games here on Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on our YouTube channel, so head over to youtube.com slash Podcast. To watch all those there. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating here for you each and every week and are looking for a way to help make the show bigger and better, there are a couple of different ways you can do that. One is by heading to patreon.com slash podcast and supporting the show monetarily speaking for as little as a dollar a month and that will give you cool perks like in the episode early before its general tuesday release access to a private channel on our discord server specifically for patrons and a lot of other good goodies as well but another way you can do you can help us in supporting the show and helping it grow is by also just supporting us through your listening sharing us with your friends and family on social media different stuff like that writing us a review all those things smashing that like and subscribe (laughs) button all those things help us get the word out to more people and help therefore make the show bigger and better so a big thank you to all of our listeners and our patreon supporters we love you all we do before we get to the main topic of the day Let's get a little bit of news in our moment with Mogan. Yes, so we're going to do a quick backtrack because two of the biggest games of the year just dropped and we want to make sure you didn't forget it. So Animal Crossing New Horizons is out right now for the Nintendo Switch. So is Doom Eternal. (sighs) So they both released on the same day, two bestest pals right next to each Mm -hmm. other. Uh, Doom Eternal is for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. So they also did drop Doom 64 for, I guess, people that weren't able to get Doom Eternal? Well, no, it actually comes bundled with Doom Eternal. If oh, you pre-order it, okay, you get it free on PS4 and on your platform. And Was stuff. that only for pre-orders? I don't believe. I don't know, okay. actually. Because I only... It's So it's the day before it comes out, and I just now actually pre-ordered Doom Eternal. So I the, don't know. It's offered as a pre-order bonus. I don't know if that... Because that's a pretty big freebie to give away for just a pre-order well so, i do I wonder about it because the doom 64 um line claims that it's only for playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc no stadia so it okay. would be like weird if doom eternal was right, for stadia for but doom 64 wasn't stuff. so i don't know. Yeah, I don't know anyways check the details on that the point is both doom 64 and doom eternal are out now and then coming very soon just in case uh you you know wait today is the as of today uh you have a couple of other games out um just in case for some reason animal crossing and doom weren't your cup of tea uh half-life alex is coming out for pc on march 23rd that's today mm-hmm. also today we've got the legend of heroes trails 
Tales of Cold Steel 3. Ooh. That's PC only. Uh, tomorrow on March 24th, March 24th, we have Bleeding Edge for Xbox One and PC. Also on the 24th, Deep Sky Derelicts for PlayStation 4. Moons of Madness comes out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the 24th as well. And then a little bit later this week on the 27th, we have Gigantosaurus the Game for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on the 27th, we have Lost Worlds Beyond the Page for Stadia. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 comes out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the 27th. So does Saints Row 4 Reelected for the Switch. And then there's a couple of other things coming out towards the end of the month, but that's it for right now. Very nice. Very nice. Saints 4. Saints Row the 4th. Reelected. That's one, that's a, that would be a fun one I'd like yeah. to play at some point. I love Saints Row the 3rd. So that'd be fun to go back and play since you're fourth. And then just some like weird little news that just dropped a couple of days ago as of this uh, episode's air date, maybe even just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Overwatch has just announced the next, yes, new hero, next new hero, Echo, which both of us were pretty surprised to see because it, it, I'm just shocked to see them adding a new character to Overwatch 1 when Overwatch 2 is coming out so soon on the horizon. I mean, I think it's just a, another thing. I, I, I'm assuming Echo has been in development for a long time. I'm and sure. so it just made more sense to drop her now before this got before it got to the you know so you wouldn't have like this long no content other than just events coming out and new scans like give us give, give another he- new hero yeah. to help bridge the gap in between the two games it kind of yeah sense. i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying i was surprised yes yeah. uh and as far as her role in the game i don't think it's been confirmed of whether or not she'll be a support a dps i believe a she's dps dps because really? they actually showed her i saw footage today of her ultimate and it's kind of insane she can copy the ultimate of another hero and have like, I want to say 65% ult regen. So she can use it. It was used twice. She, she copied McCree in this clip that I saw. I believe it was Tim, the tap man who was playing it because he did like, he was like the overwatch partner for during the reveal. And I want to say she copied McCree and used his ult. So used dead eye did damage while she was still in her ult built it up the ult again to be able to use McCree's ult a second time. Granted, this was in the training room. So there was a lot of like, you know, she wasn't being attacked and she wasn't being hit on, but and and being able to be destroyed or targeted by, you know, real players, but still that's a pretty serious, uh, weird. It's a pretty serious ult. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the the balance of the game. Yeah, so, I don't know about we'll that. To, we'll have to look and and most heroes get tweaked after they come out anyway. Oh, yeah. So you know what what they usually do on round one is typically the most extreme version of every character, right? And then they figure out how to rein it back in a little bit later. Uh, but anyway, so that's pretty much all the more recent news. Very good, very good. So you're probably looking at the topic of today's episode, which is more soundtracks we are continuing our ranking of the top 10 soundtracks of all time and you're probably sitting here at your chair in your car or wherever you are you know near near far (laughs) (laughs) accidental titanic everybody it's in america's blood we can't help it (laughs) but wherever you are listening you may or watching you may be like hold up here jared and mogan doom eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons just came out. Why aren't you talking about those? Well, because we're busy playing them. And we were going to do Obviously. a first impressions episode on those. But we didn't feel like we'd be able to get enough in the time of their release to when we would need to record to be able to get the episode out to you this week. So you can expect that episode next week. We'll be giving our first impressions on those on those games. And, so. the, and the primary reason for that is that for those of you that don't know somehow, um, Animal Crossing is typically a living game. It lives on the active calendar. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I start playing it on Friday... 
it will be Friday. It'll right. be March 20th, and I will play on the standard uh, time in the day. So when I pick it up at like 6 p.m. and I start playing it, it's going to be 6 p.m. And I can play all night, and then the next morning, it'll be Saturday. Right. So it's not like you can get that far in Animal Crossing in two to three days between now and when this episode you know, comes out. So, uh, yeah, you need more time. More time to dedicate to Animal Crossing. And I and love all also, the time. also, I'm not a cheater. I will not be using time traveling. <laughs> I might eventually for certain reasons, but typically time traveling is not not worth it. I, get, I see, I see, I get it, I get it. And of course, I love all the time in the world. I need to rip and tear more demons. So check out, wait for that episode coming out. Speaking of uh, things coming out that we're playing currently that I did want to touch on in the news, it was announced that the first uh, DLC pack for the Control is coming out March 26th. Mm. So... We'll have to finish up our playthrough of that so we can experience that DLC. You as surprised well. me, so I like wasn't ready to swallow <laughs> that sip of water. I'm sorry. So, anyways, um, is it gonna be free? I don't think so. No, oh, it's like part bummer. of it. I mean, it's like it's it, yeah, it's not free DLC, but okay. it's still DLC that you for the game, which well, that's awesome. If what I've played of the game so far is an indication, yeah, I'll I would love to see. Did I tell you that, that I did make a lot more progress? Yes. You got to um, like the research part, right? Or even farther now. I am halfway through the research center. Are okay. you still I ahead of you're, me? You're we're still probably ahead. about the same place okay. then now. Because gotcha. I haven't played control in about a week or so. Okay. Well, you've had Ori in the Wilderness, so that's perfectly understandable. So, so yeah, I haven't had as much time to get back into the control, but I do want to finish that up because I was kind of that was partially why I had I had kind of slowed on maybe not buying doom eternal when it first came out. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm still trying to play through control. I'm still trying to play through Ori and the will of the wisp. Do I need to start a new game right now? But like, come on, let's be real. I and can't, Ori I can't, the will, uh, the will of the wisp is short. I mean, yeah. it's longer yeah, than yeah, the yeah. old one, but it's still a short it's still in, game. Yes, exactly. So it's one too that I'll like, I'll eventually get through and bust through a little bit, but anyway, on to our main topic of the day, which like I said, we're continuing our soundtrack countdown into our top 10 soundtracks of all time. Shall we give the good people a refresher? Indeed. On the on our lists so far. So we have made it through number seven. So yes. my ten in order are number ten, we had Final Fantasy VIII. Number nine, we had The Legend of Dragoon. Mm -hmm. Number eight, sorry, I'm thinking backwards and I'm like, I just said the number eight, but now I'm <laughs> on eight again. Uh, on number eight, I had... Animal Crossing New Leaf. There yes. we go, Jesus. And then at number seven, I had uh, Halo 3 ODST. Solid it list. It almost didn't make the list, but then I went back and listened to it, and I was like, hell yes, it deserves it. didn't it just hit number to... 10, it hit number seven. Yeah, it like so, gained a few spots yeah. because it's such a good track. Uh, so my number 10 to date are, uh, at number 10 is Donkey Kong Country, number nine, Red Dead Redemption 2, number eight, Stronghold, and number seven, The Last of Us. And so now we move in. To our number six slot, Mogan's going to be kicking us off. What you got? So I think this might be, you know what? That's technically probably not true. I think The Legend of Dragoon is the oldest game on my list. Okay. But this one is very close behind. It's another JRPG that is much beloved by many people, unlike The Legend of Dragoon, which has a very small niche following, mostly me, my brother, and one person on Tumblr that follows me back. <laughs> and we're like it. We're the yeah. only people keeping The Legend of Dragoon alive. But this game is very well known. People adore it. If it weren't for weird licensing rights, I think that it probably would have had some updated installments either through the Nintendo eShop, just for like being able to play it on more recent consoles, uh, because it's Golden Sun. Ah. The old, you've heard me yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, Golden yeah, Sun yeah. before. It's been a while. 
Golden Sun is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it typically either, it may have made the list the first time around. Okay. The first time we did we did our top 10 rankings, I think Golden Sun was on there. Of, of game? Of video? Of oh, games. yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay, I remember that. And then that. the second time around, I think it got knocked down by a few newer games. But Golden Sun is still phenomenal, and it arguably is one of the best JRPGs so, ever. Because I don't remember brief story synopsis what do you very do in this yes game? very brief story synopsis so it takes place in just its own world um so golden sun the premise is you are you know there's the four party system so right. eventually you're going to get four party members but the premise is that you are isaac a young guy probably in his mid to late teens living in the town of vale okay uh, and everyone in your town you kind of get the feeling that you're sort of hidden from the rest of the world your town is because everyone in your town has the av- ability to use this um kind of like forced style power of psi energy. So psi energy is essentially just any type of kinetic ability. Mm-hmm. So your telekinetic ability. So you can push things, you can pull things, you can reveal things that are hidden, you can read thoughts. It's basically anything to do with like mind powers. Ooh. Right. So your town is very special and you get that sense very early on, but you live a very peaceful life. Uh, the setting is more or less kind of like pseudo medieval i would say they don't have modern technology people's people live in these cute little huts and cottages with like the thatched roofs so it's not like they're super advanced they just happen to have these super cool powers and they've got like you know typical weapons and stuff swords it's very you know adventure game right so uh isaac and his friends garrett and jenna i believe uh is who you're with at the start um something starts to go weird when some strange people show up in town. Okay. Uh, and you know they're weird right off the bat because unlike everybody else, they have, one of them has blue skin and blue hair and the other one has like pale pink skin and bright red. Oh no, she has red skin and blonde hair. Okay. They look crazy and you're like, those are villains. <laughs> <laughs> and I know because this is a JRPG circa 2001 on the Game Boy Advance. I cannot stress that enough. This is one of the earliest games, not earliest games, but this was one of the first RPGs that came out for the Game Boy Advance. And when it was released, this was the first version of the Game Boy Advanced. So it's not like they had already come out with later versions that had been upgraded a little bit more. This was the original GBA. Yeah. So uh, basically, these two people that have showed up in your town, I think their names are Satoros and Minardi, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know right off the bat that they're bad news. And then one thing leads to another. The volcano that your town sits at the base of suddenly starts erupting. Oh no. And you're like, oh snap. <laughs> so there's meteors falling everywhere and you're like, what? What is happening? If I'm not mistaken, I think some people got turned to stone, question mark. I might be wrong about that, but now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, I think people got turned to stone. Mm. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. So you know stuff's going wrong in a real bad way. So Isaac, Garrett, and Jenna, uh, and their master, I forget what his name is, he's like an old scholarly type, they all run up to Mount Aleph, I think it is. I'm forgetting like crucial story details because it's been a long time since I was able to uh, play it the whole way through. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I got a little synopsis pulled up. (laughs) The 
so long. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> I'm just going to wing it. So you and your master uh, and your friends go up to what I believe is Mount Aleph. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I'm right about that because there's a sanctuary in Mount Aleph that houses basically like the four elemental powers of the world. Okay. And Mount Aleph is more or less the crux of where these powers live. There are lighthouses throughout the world that embody these as well. They are the elements of wind, fire, water, and air. That's tw- air twice. Earth, <laughs> sorry. Earth, wind, fire, and water. Am yeah. I saying no, them right? I think you said okay. them right. <laughs> they're like the words are coming out, but they're not connecting to my brain. Uh, but so you know that the elements are housed here, and it's like a very mysterious place. Only certain people are allowed in. So the fact that these visitors, these strange villainous type people, are there is bad news. Yeah, I forget what exactly happens. But at some point, once you get into Mount Aleph, you have to do some typical, you know, JRPG dungeon stuff to get to them. You do a bit of fighting. Uh, and at some point, the mountain erupts, I believe, because the powers have become so unstable, releasing into the world the elements. Mm. Like, basically, they're just at large now, and you're like, well... So you gotta go track them down yeah, and bring them back into the mountain that's to not restore good. balance. Exactly. But, nice. okay. you, but you also know that these villainous people have some sort of plan in the works. Mm. Like, they did this on purpose. They destabilized magic in the world right. and basically just unleashed it on an unready population for a reason, and you're not sure what that reason is. So essentially, you are eventually... Oh, and you're uh, Garrett's sister, Jenna. She gets kidnapped, I oh, think. Oh, no. Yeah, the bad guys kidnap her, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shorts. <laughs> this, is not, this is not good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's all I can think of. <laughs> so that's that's the cool new uh, swear that the kids are using, shorts. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, Garrett's sister, Jenna, gets kidnapped. Um, your master is like, okay, you two have to go out into the world and save her. I'm an old, feeble man. Also, he may have been turned to stone. I can't remember. Bummer. My bad. So you two, as adepts, you have magical powers that other people don't. So you and Garrett venture out into the, into, into the broader world, which you have never really been into, to meet new friends, defeat enemies, and of course uh, collect the elements, which are basically embodied by these little adorable creatures called djinn. And they're basically just these tiny creatures that are assigned to their various elements. Okay. So djinn come in a variety of different personality types, we'll say. Almost like Pokemon, but not really, because when you encounter a new djinn, basically just out in the wild, some of them are really happy to see you. And they're like, sweet, I'll join you right away. And they'll just join your party. And you're like, man, that was great. Others are sort of part of environmental puzzles. Mm-hmm. And like they see you and they see you coming. And they're like, oh, no, I don't want to get caught. So they'll like try to run away from you. And you have to puzzle over to them and actually, you know, get to them. And then they'll join your party. Right. And others are very aggressive. And they will fight you. And you have to defeat them for them to join your party. Interesting. So it's a really fun part of the game that is just full of enjoyment. I believe there are eight total for each element. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Might be wrong. Eight sounds right, though. And they all have really adorable names that are all kind of assigned to their elemental category. Like the water ones will be like Fizz, Mist, uh, Deluge, and the water and the fire ones will be like um, Blast, and I'm forgetting their names and making stuff up, but they'll be like Inferno, Blast, like very fiery kinds of stuff. So yeah. you get the gist. Right. It's a very on-the-nose game. It, it has a theme, and it's working with that theme the whole time. Uh, so basically what you need to think about when you think of this game is a mix between 
this very otherworldly presence embodied by the elements and their presence in the world that they don't really belong in okay. and normal semi-medieval life. And that's the goal of the sound environment uh, that Golden Sun is trying to pitch to you. And the first track that I'm going to play, which I think embodies this incredibly well, is The Elemental Stars. Mm. And this is actually the track that plays in Mount Aleph Sanctuary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think it also may it over into Golden Sun 2, Dark Age, Dark Dawn, A New Age. Dawn, I, like I forget that. what it was called. <laughs> so sometimes you can love a game so much that the small details get obliterated by your brain, leaving only the big impressions. But this is The Elemental Star. Okay. Now you're going to I'm getting to, like a celestial feel to exactly, it. Exactly. And you're going to have to let it run for a second because there's a particular part of this that I want you to hear. So all of this is electronically done, of course, but I really like the addition of There we go. Oh, that's nice. Kind of yeah. like those those like Electronic choir. Exactly. It's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. the synth keyboard. Exactly. It's like, which one of these is mysterious choir? But this addition of kind of this choral background, I think is really fascinating. I do really like that. Ooh, speeds up a little. <laughs> this is a really old song, so we can probably let it run for a long time. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Very nice. I like that a lot. So the elements about this that I particularly enjoy are, and this is not common for all of the tracks in the game. So for starters, for a bit of context, uh, I believe it's Matoi Sakuraba that is the composer. Let me double check my notes on that real quick. Pretty sure I'm right, but just in case. Yes, uh, composer Matoi Sakuraba, who has worked on a lot of different games, but many people would argue that Golden Sun is his best game ever. Uh, so he somehow managed to make tracks that sounded good on the Game Boy Advance, which is which is item number one, because keep in mind, the original GBA only had one speaker. Mm -hmm. So whatever was coming out of there had to be pretty good quality right off the bat to be anything like what you would want to actually feast your ears upon. Right. There are also a very wide variety of different themes throughout the game. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's every town, but almost every new environment gets its own track. There are multiple battle themes for, for each character. There's like Isaac battle theme, Garrett battle theme, blah, blah. There are many different boss battle themes and just a lot of different variety that you wouldn't expect from a Game Boy Advanced era game. Right. It was really kind of ahead of its time, and I think that that's why Golden Sun stands up so well today. Mm -hmm. You could go back and play that game today, and similar to A Link to the Past, it holds water. It is still a good game. And one of the tracks that I think about in my sleep, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm drifting off to bed at night, and I'm like, mm, what should I listen to in my brain? You know what I'm always thinking about? This, this next song? The standard battle theme, a.k.a. Isaac's battle theme from Golden Sun. This is Battle Isaac. Battle. Remastered, to be fair. I got a text, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, this Again, one. Again, very cool. This one too has like a little turn that I want you to hear. Okay. So it starts out, you know, very repetitive, very just upbeat. But very much a battle theme. High energy, but a battle theme. But then. But then. Oh, but then. Oh. Ooh, they all, like, all of the tracks do this. They start out very standard, semi-repetitive. Then it kind of, like, just has that little interlude. And then they take these fantastic, like, hooks and turns, just these little interludes that make them next level in my mind. Like, I feel really happy just listening to this. Because, A, the nostalgia factor, but B, it's just good quality tracks. Mm -hmm. And there's one more that I want people to hear just because it is so, so good quality. And YouTube knows what I'm what I'm looking for because it's like, oh, if you're interested in Isaac's battle theme, let me give you the best battle theme out there. This is one of the, it's not the final boss, but this is the Saturos boss battle theme. Okay. So you've got a little bit more of that dire feel to it in this one. But it still sounds like it has the same feel of the original battle themes that we've been hearing. It's just a nice little tweak on an existing... Uh, what's it called? Foundation. I feel like it's because there's that deeper, like, bass line in yeah. there that you can hear. I think Agreed. that's what's adding in that little bit of more danger feel. It's also got these, like, weird synths. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, this little bit is kind of reminding me of, the, of like, Sonic, for whatever reason. Not this. <laughs> well, actually, kind of. Still, Still would work. Of, yeah. They are kind of from a similar era. Right. That's really good. Golden Sun. And then it takes another of these crazy turns. Yeah, just another like synth line. It, it just keeps going and everything just feels new and fresh every time I hear it. And it never gets old. Very That's nice. one of the reasons that I wanted to highlight Golden Sun because I've been listening to these tracks for... This game came out in 2001, so that's 19 years, because I played it on the Game Boy Advance, so probably really soon after it came out, uh, and it has just held up incredibly well over time. Very nice. Uh, so much so that 8-Bit Music Theory, ah. you saw me post this in the Discord, 8-Bit uh, Music Theory actually did a very recent episode, maybe only a month month or two ago, about the music of Golden Sun. So for a much more nuanced and knowledgeable music, music theory uh, expose on why Golden Sun sounds the way it does and how it manages to hit those particular kind of emotional chords within you. Uh, go check that episode out. It is really good, only like 15 minutes long. Get you some learning and listen to more of the Golden Sun soundtrack. Very nice. Very nice. So my uh, number... The Lost Age. The second one is oh, called the Lost, <laughs> it's the Lost Age. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not remember it. Uh, so my uh, number, what is this? Number six, number six game in my entry is one that I have talked about before. We're starting to, actually both of the my entries in this one, again, are ones that we've talked about before, but they hold special places in my heart. Granted though, this is a, a soundtrack, or not even a soundtrack, a style of music that while I enjoy it in bits is not one of my first choices. Interesting. And it's actually very... You know, it works out really well that I'm talking about it on today's episode, given recent events of the release of its sequel. I'm referring to, of course, Doom from 2016 oh, I wondered by Nick if it, Gordon. I wondered if it was going to make your list. So, I didn't want to assume because I was like, I don't know, but I knew how much you love the soundtrack. It's for the, for the intensity and the over-the-top 
action and adventure and gore that is represented and given to you in spades in Doom 2016, the soundtrack equally measures and matches that and is the perfect counterpart to this insanity as you travel through the depths of hell and not into hell and back and are you on Mars? Yeah, you're on Mars, I think for a little bit. And so you, as you're going through all this different stuff and it's just, it's, it just never relents. The game itself never relents, except, I mean, like when you're watching a cinematic, of course, but when you're having the action, it's constant action. You're always about to just be in the next throwdown fight with a horde of demons. And this music just keeps you pumped and gives you so much adrenaline, so much more, more than what you would just have from the action itself. And that's why I think it's a perfect compliment. But it's also one that when I have a day when I need to just sit down at the computer and bust out a shitload of graphics. Just beast something out. Just to beast out some work. It is the perfect accompaniment to that. And I like turn it up. I blare it out of my headphones, blare it out on my speakers, on my headphones, whichever I feel like wearing that day. And just have a blast. And so I wanted to feature a couple different tracks from that. This one also is really great because it's just, it's obviously just like, it's hardcore. It's metal. It's like, it's rock. It's just thrashing all, all this together with these incredibly driving guitars, driving percussion and driving bass lines that just creates something truly magical. But also if you hear it, it sounds chaotic. It sounds frenetic, but it's supposed, but it's supposed to, to yeah. and that's why it is such a fantastic score. So I also do though, want to give a little shout out in that the soundtrack is broken up. I believe there are four tracks, but it has a demon reading like the lore of the doom slayer huh. is kind of how it like introduces the different parts of the, of different sections of the soundtrack. Very cool. So, but what's also is great is this is one of those soundtracks where the songs like build and go into the next one. There's not like the gap and silence right. in between each track. So I want to hear let you hear a little bit of what this sounds like when the first, the, like the first track is one, like chapter one dogma. And so a little bit of what this sounds like, just so you can get an idea for what this, like the demon that's reading this lore of the Doomslayer. In the first age, in the first battle. Christopher Judge? First right? Wouldn't that be cool? And so you just hear this. Then I just want to skip... I just want to skip now. Oh, pause, pause, pause. It's a little too much to talk over. I want to skip to how this rolls into the first track, which is the one that I wanted to highlight. One of the tracks I wanted to highlight, Rip and Tear. But listen to how this like kind of like builds into it before you hit the crescendo. And it's going to end. The demon's going to say Doom Slayer. And then that's when it's going to s- switch mm. to Rip and Tear track. I'm ready. And of course, I had it on shuffle. Damn you! Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. This is what you get. This is what you get when you try to do things on the, off the on the fly. Here we go. Let's try this again. And just immediately kicks off into this high paced. It builds before just kicking off. It's insane. It is insane. It's intense. It's over the top, and it's amazing, and it's beautiful in its own hellish, exciting, hyped-up way. I would headbang, but it would undo my bun, (laughs) (laughs) so I can't do that. So a lot of this, you know, like, it's a lot of these tracks feature just that driving force and that driving sound of this music, but it also, you know, it has some, uh, some other, like, 
more electronic instances thrown into it, a little different things. But the other one that I really wanted to highlight on this track is called Mastermind, which is when you are fighting the final boss. And it is one, it's on my running playlist actually. So is like another one on here. I think BFG and maybe uh, BFG division. And then I think Ripeter is also on my running playlist, but this one comes on and it's just like, I don't care where I'm at in this run. It's going to give me the energy to see it through. Mastermind though is great because it has a really kind of a slower, slower in quotes introduction to the slow for doom, (laughs) slow for doom before it kicks off into something that's even like it takes the energy to the next level, really, in my opinion. So this is a little bit of Mastermind. See, again, it's like it's like you're just coming up to the boss, really. You're kind of like building up to it. Like maybe he's, I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I played this, but it's like the boss is like coming into the area where you're going to be fighting him. You're kind of like walking in, doing your final preparations, just being like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. What am I going to have to fight? And it keeps building. You see the boss. You're like, oh, no. What am I going to do? And then this is where it just kicks it up to this next driving level. It's amazing. Ooh, that's very cool. A little bit techno. It's just that electronic. And I love that. And oh, that's awesome. And it starts building in like the the stuff that you heard in the other songs. And it just gets so crazy, this so is, intense. What's this track called? Mastermind. Mastermind. That's a cool track. Keep playing yeah, it. Yeah, it just keeps going and just building like this. This is the one that I love whenever this comes on my running playlist. Oh, I I'm bet. Like, oh, this, this is, is awesome. I'm great. I'm there. So it's got a ton of great music. It, uh, you know, it's obviously like those two instances of what I played for you are pretty much what you're going to get with the Doom soundtrack. So be prepared for that if you're if you want to take on this listening adventure. But it is a hell of a good time. Godspeed to you. Godspeed to you indeed. <laughs> so I actually did watch though. I think I posted it on our Discord, but they were they Bethesda released a video of Mick Gordon uh, recording some of the score for Doom Eternal because obviously I'm expecting great things from this but they actually recorded this bit here in austin he gathered up uh metal singer metal band singers to come in and be the choir of hell and so it's did they get anybody from immortal guardian you know immortal guardian yeah i used to work with the bassist at the very first job there where sam and i worked I mean, he's, I don't think he's with them anymore. He's not their bassist anymore. I follow base. them on Fat Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to work, <laughs> Sam awesome. and I used to work with that at the, at the media panel you way back when. You think I wouldn't know the local metal scene? I don't know if They're they They're the only not. band I know. But uh, <laughs> You don't think I would? I know this one. <laughs> I know but one no, of them. But he, gathered, but he gathered all these metal singers and and brought them into the studio to just record like what he called the choir, Hell's Choir, God, the Choir I've, of Hell. Now I'm dying to know it's, if they were one of them. It's going to be so good. So it's just hearing that little bit and seeing how they he's crafting the score for doom eternal has me super excited for getting to listen to those tracks so that's awesome but i also, gotta play the game first before i can listen gotta, to it i gotta get the experience yeah, no, in the you game have to get to the hear what it's experience. gonna be like before i can jump over to listen to the soundtrack it's but just I'm, like with, i'm hyped it's just like with ori it's just like with journey you gotta play the game first and yeah. get that impact get that impact then you can enjoy it for years and years to come absolutely but now i am dying to know if a mortal guardian was in that go watch the video it's, a, it's i think i put it in the sweet vids channel did they like uh list out who all they got uh they didn't list it there i mean i'm sure it'll be in the credits of the game or on the soundtracks credits uh but they do interview a couple of the people Mm. i don't remember i feel like because i would have 
noticed what they because uh, I've like I went to like a couple of their shows a few years back and everything when when that when when he was like first getting started with him and everything, but I didn't recognize the singer. Mm, but gotcha. still, well, we probably have more than one question mark metal probably. band probably. in Austin. Yeah, there were quite a few. Sure <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so uh, it was a super super awesome and it's a super amazing soundtrack and uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear more from Doom Eternal. But what is your number five? So today is a smorgasbord. I I never know how to say that name. Is it smorgasbord? Smorgasbord. Or smorgasborg? Smorg. Now you've got me questioning it. Right? I would have said smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. With a D. Yeah. Okay. Smorgasbord. Somebody's going to still correct us because we're just, probably still saying it wrong. Every time but I I've say it. I've always said it, smorgasbord. Yeah, every smorgasbord. time I say it, it makes me think of Swedish chef. Smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> I love Swedish. Is that a Swedish word? I don't know. It sounds like it, but only because I'm Swedish chef, so that's probably very racist, actually. Is racist the right word? I don't know. Anyways, sorry, Sweden. (laughs) My bad. Uh. Uh, So anyways, this is another big throwback for me. It is a game that you have heard me talk about many, many times. I know for a fact I've featured the, the music on at least one, maybe even two of our soundtrack episodes. Can you guess it? It is older. It's okay, not so as old fe- as Golden Sun, but it's older. It before. Yes. Okay. It's a game that I think about in my heart all the time. Okay, it's a heart thinker. It's a heart thinker. You might even say that you have to use a piece of your heart. Okay, so... Uh, to get it right. You might even need a full heart I container. Like how I like Give me this full rundown. I, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. A really hard container didn't do it for you? It, I guess you've uh, never really played the game, so no. you probably wouldn't know. But give, guess at least one. Okay. I was going to say, I was. No, I don't think you've talked about it in the music. I was going to say Okami for whatever reason. Ooh, good guess, but, but that's actually not it. Um, I was going to say it was probably some uh, a, a Legend of Zelda game. I'll give you another hint. Please do. You would fit right in on St. Patrick's Day, which just recently happened. So I don't know if that really helps me at all. Well, if you were wearing a lot of green. Okay. Is, is it a Legend of Zelda? Yes. Okay. Is it a, a, a piece? A piece? Other, uh, oh, you just like you in, I, I in the Legend I'm, of Zelda series, you collect pieces of heart to get full heart oh, containers, okay, and that's how you okay. increase your HP. I see. I realize now that for someone Zelda that ignorance. is not, I'm sorry. For someone that has not played the game, I realize now that that's a very stupid clue. <laughs> so my apologies. <laughs> I thought it was like you were saying a piece, and it was like in the title. But then I was thinking no. a link to the past or a, a link between worlds. I was thinking of all the other oh, things. God, those all would have been great clue but puns. I but I was like, none of those have peace in them. And if and it actually doesn't apply anyways because it's. Not a link between worlds. Uh, it is Wind Waker. Ah, yes, Wind one Waker. of my favorite yes, games you have of all played time. Wind Waker. What's yes. the? It might even be one of these that you're going to talk about. So I don't want to ruin it. But uh, um, I'm not. I can't remember exactly which track I would have featured last time. I, believe I it would was, guess that it's the Wind Gods theme. No, I don't actually think it was. Was and it the Earth Gods theme? I think it was Dragon Roost Island. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. Okay. Um, so if it wasn't, because one of them is the song that Makar plays, and I think he plays the Wind Gods theme, mm. and I believe Medley is the one who plays the Earth Gods theme. 
I think, which is very confusing because Makar is actually a plant. And it's like, well, that's the earth though. So shouldn't he, he play that? Maybe he does play the earth gods theme. Anyways, don't worry about it. The point is it is an old Game Boy era, Game Boy, GameCube era game. Uh, when it came out, Wind Waker was much maligned by fans of The Legend of Zelda because people thought from a tech demo Nintendo had done, you know, a couple of years prior to that, that the next Legend of Zelda game was going to be like realistic graphics, you know, the next big thing in video games, because this was at a point in time, this would have been 2004, circa 2006, Mm -hmm. somewhere in that time period, where games were really starting to be able to move away from the super polygonal, pixelated graphics to more realistic looking graphics. So that's where all of the games were headed. Not not Wind Waker. Wind Waker was like, mm, I see what all the rest of you are doing, but I'm going to go on ahead and flex my cel-shaded art and design. And people, some people, hated it because they complained that it was too cartoonish. It was for children, blah, blah, blah. First of all, Legend of Zelda games are easy and they are appropriate for children. I mean, and I so think Wind Waker not, has a beautiful art style. And it has a beautiful art style that people appreciate now, but at the time, there was, and still to this day, there's a subset of people who think that it just looks stupid, and they couldn't get around that to actually play the game and realize that it is still, I still contend that Wind Waker is the best Legend of Zelda game. Period. Yeah. Uh, even more so than Breath of the Wild, more than, more than Ocarina of Time, yeah, maybe not more than Link to the Past. They're equal. <laughs> They're equal. They're both the best Legend of Zelda game. Uh, but Wind Waker is a game that I have played multiple, multiple times. It's probably the game that I've played the most repetitively. Uh, and a, a big part of the reason of that is that I also bought the Wind Waker Collector's Edition Wii U. Ooh, you might remember that. Yeah, I, I still own that. that. The Wii U was unfortunately, was, was unfortunately a gigantic flop. But Wind Waker getting a remastered edition means that the soundtrack got a nice little remaster nice. right along with that. Uh, it wasn't a big change. Um, and you probably won't be able to really hear a lot of that in these tracks. But there are so many, and of course this is composer Koji Kondo. Mm -hmm. I think he may have been joined by a few other people for some of them, but he's the primary credit for this. So one of the tracks that I want to play, and do forgive me if I've featured it before. I don't think I have. It's fine. We're doing our top tens, and there's reasons these are top tens if you read. I know I I rehashed ones on Stronghold and stuff last week. So the one that I'm going to play is from one of the, it's from the first location in the game. You as Link, you wake up on your hometown of Outset Island. And this is the track that plays when you go outside. How good is that? Loving this dance, too. Yeah, you like my dance? It's great. <laughs> Watch the video for my sweet dance. <laughs> GIF coming soon. <laughs> it's that fiddle, like that higher-pitched kind of fiddle sound that I think gives, particularly Outset Island, and I think it's the, the Earth Gods theme, maybe, a very unique sound. Joined by, of course, many wind and other stringed and tambourine-like instruments. Nice. 
that's so beautiful. It's I love beautiful. That. It's a joyous little track that maybe has some tuba in there. Is that what that I was? Yeah. Yeah. So Outset Island is one of my favorite tracks, probably from the entire game. And it's part of the reason that just for fun, because the setting of Wind Waker is you are humanity has been scattered by a great flood. So there are no real continents anymore. There are only scattered islands. So each little town is kind of its own island, more or less, because they are essentially, they're canonically the tops of the mountains, which are the only things that remained when the world was flooded. So each island is very small. They really kind of only have enough room in most cases for one village or one tiny um, outcropping. And that's it. So to get from place to place, you have to sail everywhere. And it's a pretty long journey because you have to do it manually until eventually you get the ability to warp. Uh, But even then, you still have to do some sailing no matter what. You can't warp to every island. But Outset Island being your home base, you want it to feel like somewhere that is safe and secure and happy. And I go back to Outset Island all the time in-game just for fun. Just to check on my grandma, make sure that my piggies that I've been helping a neighbor raise are doing good. You have to visit the great fairy once you eventually get the ability to go get her. Mm -hmm. There's the labyrinth. What's it called? Oh, it's called like the labyrinth of pain or something. (laughs) It's really, it's really wild. Oh, it's going to kill me to not remember what it's called. Basically, it's a, it's a multiple dungeon level where you just have to go through waves and waves of waves of dungeon levels. The labyrinth of madness? The never mind. The, the point is there are many reasons built into the game to go back to Outset Island in addition to just wanting to go back on your own. And then, of course, you know that things are going really bad in the world when the entire Great Sea is covered in a storm that won't end. Uh-oh. And when you get back to Outset Island, even there it's storming and lightning and there's thunder and rain and you're like, oh no. It's reached me even here at the outset of the world because Outset Island is at the very edge of the bottom part of the map. Okay. So everywhere that you you go from there, you're headed north. And it's basically in-game one of the last places you can get to before you can't go south any further in the game. So that's what Outside Island means to me, mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. that track is so important. But obviously, the entire game is full of... Really, I would say every single one is just an absolute banger. Uh, now, some of the others that I kind of want to... Here we go, here we go. Eh, eh. This one, it gives you a great idea of the more dangerous parts of the game where bad things are happening. This is Errol's kidnapping. Because, of course, some girl has to get kidnapped. It's a Zelda game. I don't make the rules. They just, they're just there. <laughs> so it starts very sad. And a lot of people might recognize this as one of the more uh, standard legend. <gasps> Danger. So she just got snatched by a giant bird. Oh, no. And you are having to pursue them on your pirate ship. Sounds like a good chase. It does. And then it abruptly abruptly gets cut off. Oh, because that end part right th- that you heard at the uh, end there was Link is running after his sister to try and save her from this bird. And he literally runs himself off a cliff. Uh-oh. And someone has to grab him to like pull him back up. It's Tetra. Uh, because Lord. he's he's so... Yeah, right. <laughs> For a game from 2006. <laughs> because he's so worried about his sister. And I feel like that track does a really good idea of... Does a really good job um, of highlighting the 
situational necessity, like because it takes you through the beats. It's not just a standard track in that it has repetitive chorus or anything like that. It starts with that very calm theme because you're just talking to Errol, you're having a nice time. That beginning theme is actually a pretty standard Legend of Zelda track. And then it takes this hard turn into crazy town with these really high pitched uh, wind and string instruments that are going at a much faster pace than Errol's theme does. And you're just like, wow, where did this come from? And then of course, a giant bird swoops in, grabs her up As and takes happens. her away. And you try to run after her, but it's to no avail. And that's why it takes that sudden dive literally off a cliff to be like, nope, you're not going to be able to save her right now, buddy. You have to go on an adventure to save her. And it's like, yeah, classic Legend of Zelda, baby. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> Very nice. But no, those are some impressive tracks. I really like those. Koji Kondo uh, has done many um, Legend of Zelda tracks, uh, and he has done a banger job on absolutely all of them. I am not sure if he's still alive. He may have I died. He is. I think he I is. Think he's quite old. Japanese music. You're gonna laugh when he's like 42. Oh god, <laughs> it's gonna be really embarrassing. He's only 58. He is alive. <laughs> <laughs> he's very old. 58, 58 years old. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. He's literally oh. like, he's younger than my parents. <laughs> not by much, but by a little. So, okay, he's not actually that old, and he's definitely not dead. That's <laughs> Still hilarious. I just thought he was way older. <laughs> Sorry, Koji. Oh, man. He's done a bunch of work on the Mario games, too. Right, he's done, an, a, he has a huge work. I body think he work. did a fair amount of work on Mario Galaxy, which is another that Mario game that has just a, f it actually made my short list, but it didn't make it into the top 10, but Mario Galaxies 1 and 2 were both um, soundtracks that I was very seriously considering putting into this hierarchy somewhere. Very nice. Didn't quite make it, but almost. Almost. So my uh, fifth game in the list is another one. It's, it's a pivot from, from doom in that it goes back to what is, I would say my favorite style of soundtrack, an orchestral score. Like a, a, you a very love big, a good orchestra. Both I of us do. do. Big, I can't rag on you for that. No, we why both, would you rag on me for we that? We both, both love a good orchestral score. It's great. A, an orca score. An orca score. <laughs> exactly. And so this is one that it is one that is just, again, you know, music's an emotional thing. It's an emotional piece of work. You know, music is an emotional art. It's a and piece of orca. <laughs> and so it's, this is one though, that really like, I want to say it, it's, it's one of those things I might like it. I think I like the music more. I, I can't say that. I can't say that. I like the music more than the game, but like the, it, the yes, music, you can, I can say that about many games. Halo, Maybe I do say Halo that. 3 ODST. The game itself is super good too. So that's why I'm saying like, I, it's, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. The marriage of the two together is what creates this amazing awesomeness of, of music, of music, which is. You, you know I love guessing. Give guess. me a hint. Oh. Okay, so it's orchestral. It's I know orchestral. that much. Recent game came out. A recent game. Two, two years ago. Ooh. Uh, God of War? God of War it is. Oh, baby. Boom. We're not supposed to high five oh, right God. now. Shit, sorry. <laughs> don't um, don't touch your face. <laughs> but, uh, so yes, it is God of War by Bear McCreary, and why this one stands out to me. Not only is it interesting in the fact that you know previously the God of War series had taken place in ancient Greece, this one moves 
to the Norse lore and Norse mythology. To Scandinavia. Scandinavia. <laughs> so, you know, obviously it has a very Nordic feel to it, which, you know, Barry McCreary has said in many interviews that that's what he was really searching for and going for and trying to hit in this trap. Because let's be honest, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense if you're hearing the tunes of ancient Greece while going alongside. I wish it had just been banjos. <laughs> just <laughs> straight <laughs> banjos. <laughs> that would have been really funny. Been really but funny. so, no, and actually here in a... Uh, Billboard.com article, the Nordic, it's the, which is titled "The Nordic Folk of God of God of War." Composer Bear McCreary on making the next iconic video game score by Brian Leak. And this is from uh, March twenty second of twenty eighteen. So it says that this not only features uh, Faroese vocalist Eivor. That's what I was looking up at the beginning to how to say her name because I want to be sure I could get it right. It's so Eivor, which I will get to focus on her in a little bit. Uh, it features her, an orchestra of 50 strings, That's 17 bass brass instruments, and six low woodwinds. I love a good woodwind. I love a good low woodwind. <laughs> Plus, Iceland's 22 singer Skola Cantorum Choir and a 48 singer choir from Prague. Wow. Now, here's one of the How things. How did Prague sneak in there? Great <laughs> choir, I guess. But here's one of the things that I think makes this soundtrack so unique and why Bear McCreary brought in the Icelandic choir Skola Cantorum is because he actually used Old Norse as the background for the like spoken song that's in the that's in this and the words that are for the vocals that are in his music. The closest thing that those now that's not a, a real a language that's around anymore. The closest thing to it was is like Icelandic. So that's why he brought them in to be able to do this. And it's what you hear in like the main theme, God of War. And it's one of the first things you hear. And it immediately sets the tone for this, for this adventure in that. And it was actually premiered, beautifully premiered. And I believe 2016 E3, they they had a live orchestra there to kick off the Sony press conference. And it was, you know, conducted by Bear McCreary there. And just, it was before like the first thing anybody had any guesses about of new God of War coming out. And it just, let's say, it, it blew the roof off the building. It so, was incredible. A live orchestra is never not going to be impressive. Right. It's always, always going to land. Like, that's a power move all the time, no matter what. But hearing it be this, just like slowly building epic sounding soundtrack from God of War, it just was incredible. So, the first song I want to feature from this, I have to, it is... Uh, it is the title track, God of War. Sometimes a, a main theme just be good. It is. That's that choir. Is that the one from Prague? No, that's the Icelandic oh. one. It's just so deep and it's so like brooding. Get that brass section in there. I don't know how you can even get your voice to go that low. Obviously, I'm oh, a lady, I can't. but still. I have no idea. <laughs> Christopher Judge, teach us your ways. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, we know the trick then. You have to be huge. I know. You have to be a giant guy. Because <laughs> they are going low. They are going low AF. But so you get to hear that choir there, and that just immediately just gives this soundtrack a such a unique sound. And it's just totally present. It's one of those things, you hear it. Gives me goosebumps every time. Now I have to then, I said I want to talk about Eivor. Her voice and her vocals, she is kind of the representation in the soundtrack of uh, Atreus's mother and Kratos's recently passed away wife. Travis, no, I do not obviously. mean Travis. I mean, you mean Atreus. Tra you mean good old Travis, no, my boy. 
she is kind of the representation and the motives and the themes that she sings are kind of are to be representative of the mother in the in the game and her voice is godly ethereal it is ethereal it is and so the next track that i wanted to feature is is called ashes and she has these little parts and i would also recommend the song uh, memories of mother those are another one that feature her and but ashes has this rising crescendo moment where it just which i guess is kind of saying the same thing twice it's a crescendo it's obviously rising so it has a crescendo (laughs) this moment in the song where she hits this like incredibly high note literally every time i hear it i could be doing something else i could be vacuuming the damn house i hear this and i'm like oh good chills oh my god goosebumps everywhere it's so good so i want to be able to get jump right to that part so we can hear that a little bit uh, it is at 2.40 in the song for everyone listening at home if you want to go back onto the YouTube. And thing. this is Ashes. This is Ashes. So this one highlights the strings starting off. This is like the the main motif of the soundtrack, what you're hearing right now. My main theme kind of sound. Now that vocaling. So Ivor comes in later. So like I said, 2.40. So we're going to hear this little build. Here she comes. Just get ready for this moment, because, dear God. Did it again. That's some sweet stuff. It did it again because just as her voice hits that hits that highest note, the strings well beneath it, the brass comes up, and it just, oh my God. That is powerful stuff. Oh my God. It's Excellent. so good. Where is Ava from? Uh, the Faroe Islands. Oh, yeah. They have a really popular black metal scene. Oh, really? Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> That's the only reason I know about the Faroe Islands. So I actually, after I listened to this, I actually went and listened to one of her more recent soundtracks. and it's, uh, Not soundtracks, her recent albums, because she's just a, a singer-songwriter on her own. And uh, incredible. It's great music. What Go must, listen to it. What must it be like to know that people describe your voice as godly? I mean, I hope it's incredible. I hope she that, watches this. To I'll have that... <laughs> To be fair, the Faroe Islands are tiny. She'll probably see it. They don't have <laughs> just many tag people. Everything the Faroe Islands, Faroe Islands, Faroe Islands. Tag like Evor. their mayor, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I live next door to her." They are very small. <laughs> but still, the soundtrack. I wanted to focus on those two parts. Obviously, there are battle tracks in this in this soundtrack that are very great. I would recommend the song Valkyries. Um, in fact, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna play a little have bit you, of Valkyries. That sounds familiar. Have you featured Valkyries before? I might have when I talked about this soundtrack before. Uh, Valkyries 315 also has some great vocals. Um, Do you mean Valkyria Chronicles 5? <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Wait, I don't even I know say? if they got to 5. They probably did. Let's say 315. Okay, so 315 in Valkyries. Because the Valkyries, this is one that, you know, like, Valkyries are the hardest bosses in the game, really. Yes, they you are did intense. talk about this they one. They are insanely hard to play against. And this music just captures the intensity of those fights. Right, I'm ready. Especially at this part. Uh, where there is like a some extra, I always just love and it. And then the, the banjos come in. 
right, so here we go. So you got the more frenetic string I in the back. That. Got the the chorus. The the choir, I mean. And then this extra line of vocal comes in. That's the stuff. That's the stuff That's right the there. That's the stuff right Just there. Kiss. Ah. Beautiful. It's like salt base sprinkling mm, them tones. Absolutely. So the whole soundtrack is just a magical gift. And it is able to, so, to again, perfectly match this tone of this Nordic setting and, and everything and have that feel. You know, you kind of, you listen to it and in its slower moments, you're kind of, you can easily transport yourself to the snow covered mountains that you're traversing during, on your journey. You can immediately put yourself into the battles that you fight and the way that the soundtrack is able to so seamlessly transition into the peaceful to the frenetic into the the slower to the epic is just outstanding and bear mccreary did an amazing job so that is why god War deserves to sit at my number five spot that was excellent thank you very pleased thank you 10 out of 10. You Not for the game. This whole thing. But for your soundtrack review. <laughs> <laughs> but you should listen to the whole soundtrack because it is, I mean, you should listen to the whole soundtracks of all these games because they I are I mean, just... God of War is game 1 out of 10. But a soundtrack... Bullshit! It's amazing! <laughs> that damn Travis! <laughs> <laughs> but no, the whole thing uh, is just an incredible treat for your ears. And so I think that's why everybody should go listen to it. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff dude. indeed. But that wraps up our continued ranking. We have one more episode left. We're going to do, we're going to crunch through. We're it's going to be a longer one. I'm going to just gonna say try it. to jam them all, <laughs> but we're going to get four through number one. But it's like I said, we are going to take, we are going to interject a week to have our episode on doom eternal and animal crossing new horizons. So expect that for the next week's episode. Obviously though, if you've listened to any new soundtracks lately or have your or own even list, really old ones, we're into those old ones too. Any soundtrack that you've listened to that you think is great and love and is maybe on your top 10 list of soundtracks of all time, send it our way because we always are searching for new music to listen to, especially video game soundtracks. So you can do that at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can comment below on the video, audio, wherever you're listening. Send us a message on our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Talk about it with us on our Discord. We have a whole channel there that's just for soundtracks. So... Send them our way. We'd love to hear from you. What should we do for our soundtrack spotlight? Oh, I just shit. realized we hadn't picked. <laughs> we, we didn't, we didn't pick, we did not we? We did it wrong. <laughs> I got so into this other stuff. I didn't. Whoopsie uh, doodles. Whoopsie doodles, they say. <laughs> Let me just take a quick peek. We should feature one from a game we haven't talked about. Let's do that. Let's do, um, because you know I don't think it's going to make it into my top 10. Okay. I'll say that right off the bat. Let's do a track from Child of Light. Ah. Because I just recently rebought Child of Light. It was on sale on like the... I wanted to say the Wii store. It's not the, the Wii Nintendo store e-shop. anymore. On, it's the it Nintendo right. eShop for the Nintendo Switch. Unfortunately, it's not 2011 anymore. Uh, but anyways, let's do Child... Of light, and this is by um, French Canadian name I can't pronounce. It's like Kurt Pirate. It's uh, yeah. We it, it basically that's means how I'd, Pirate so Heart, I and we it, were like, sure, we can't do the French, but we will try our very best. Uh, we're gonna feature Magna's Heart, mm. which I believe is a pretty chill track. There we go. Hope I'm not wrong. About so that. Magna's Heart. Magna's Heart. Magna's Heart from Child of Light is the soundtrack spotlight for you all to enjoy this week. So, 
Until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. We'll see you all next week. Stick around for the song. <laughs>